Welcome to the Not Another Fitness podcast. It's been a while since we jumped on and recorded. Um, I hope you've all had a good Christmas and a good New Year. I am solo today, so no Andy, I'm afraid. However, I do have some amazing special guests with me on a little bit of a different type of podcast today. So we're going to do a female-only podcast. Um, We're going to be talking about female gym intimidation. So you might have heard that phrase, you might have seen some things on Instagram or on social media about trying to empower females and empower women to get into training, or you might have experienced a bit of female gym intimidation before. So what do we mean when we say gym intimidation? So that gym fear. If you've ever wanted to go to the gym, wanted to step into the weight section, but really experienced that crippling anxiety, that fear of not knowing what you're doing, thinking anyone is going to be looking at you. I'm here with two incredible women today and we're going to share our stories and give our advice about how you can get over that and how you can step into the weights room. So nice and aptly timed um, with the new year. If one of your new year's resolutions, or I don't really like new year's resolutions, but if one of your behavior changes and habits that you would like to implement in your life is to start some form of resistance training, then this is definitely the podcast for you. So I'm going to introduce my guests. Well, no, I'm going to let them introduce themselves, (laughs) which they are both terrified (laughs) about. (laughs) So um, to my right, I have Nicola Lever, also affectionately known as Nikki. (laughs) Nikki, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners? Hello. Hello, listeners. Happy New Year. Um, Yep, my name's Nicola Lever. I am in my mid-40s. I am a mum of two boys, wife. Uh, and a recently qualified PT, also long-term listener of the podcast. Oh, thank you! Finding this whole process incredibly intimidating, <laughs> having only ever listened and now contributing to it is very weird. Um, yeah, I qualified as a PT uh, in the summer of last year, um, driven really by finding myself in a sort of post having raised kids, looking at getting back into a career. I dabbled with various um, volunteering roles and uh, part-time jobs. Uh, the, la- the last was a um, general manager role at Liftoff, which was the CrossFit gym where Amy and I met. We did some, meet there. God, seven, eight, nine years ago. Who knows? Oh God, no, Let's not, not that date long ago. It that far. Like okay, six, six. Oh, oh just six. a casual six. Just yes. That unfortunately, the gym, uh, as you may know, didn't survive lockdown. Um, so I found myself unemployed and wondering what to do next. Um, and really, the career change is kind of driven by the only real passion I've ever had, truthfully. It's going to sound really sad, but that is fitness. Um, and as a female, I have made all the mistakes under the sun when it comes to both nutrition and fitness. And I was coming at it this from a place of, I want people to avoid those same mistakes, to feel confident enough to walk into a gym, to know what to do, how to train, and yeah, avoid all the pitfalls and all the sort of mindset, um, mindset issues that I've had over the years. So I've uh, yeah, qualified last, uh, last summer. Um, I've set up a um, private uh, facility at home. So the idea is to, again, get around the intimidation of walking into a commercial gym. It's have clients come to my private space. Um, it's a little rustic at the moment, I will admit, but <laughs> it's getting there. Um, and yeah, and just 
get over that again, the intimidation, non, uh, it's, you know, non-judgmental, there's no expectation of experience, but there is a focus on resistance training. Because going into the time of life that I'm at, which is, let's face it, staring down the barrel of perimenopause and menopause, there is so many reasons why resistance training is good for you. Um, and so it's getting that message across, whilst also obviously you know, doing whatever the client actually wants, but big focus on resistance training. Amazing. And we'll get into some of those mistakes that you made and oh, uh, why you're so passionate about <laughs> it now um, as we get through the pod. Um, and then to my right, right, my far right, I have the gorgeous Becky Shineling. Uh, Becky, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners? Hello, I'm Becky. I've been a personal trainer for five years now and same as Nikki really, it's the only passion I've really had. Um, I fell in love with weight training five years ago and I just wanted to share that passion and make females feel comfortable um, in the gym as well, get into weight training. Um, I also have a home gym <laughs> and I work at Interactive once a week as well. So a bit of a short introduction. Sorry, yes, that's me. No, I'm sure the listeners will get to know you both very well over the next 45 minutes or hour or so. So thank you very much both for coming to join me. Um, so Nikki and Becky are going to be who I'm running the workshop with on January the 21st, which is our female resistance training 101 workshop down at Injury Active. And I will post the link to get tickets for that in the show notes. Um, yeah, and that's going to be a really exciting workshop where we hope to empower women and just really advocate the importance of strength training. So this podcast is all about gym intimidation. Have you ever been scared to walk into the gym? In fact, Nikki, tell me about the first time you ever remember in your life, no matter how old you were, going into a gym. Can you remember it? Where was it? How old were you? What did it feel like? Right, so this probably, I would say, I would have been mid-teens, joining a leisure centre with my parents, I remember that. and at first it was all about going into the aerobic studio because that's where I felt women, girls, went. And I'd spend hours in aerobic, you know, prancing around this aerobic studio. And then a friend of my dad's was actually quite into weightlifting and he took me up into the gym section and said, you know, you can also frequent this area, yeah. you know, it is allowed. And I looked around and thought, there is no way there is a place for me here. Uh, and that I think that just stuck in my mind that it was all about men lifting heavy weights. Women yeah. did not have a place there. Um, and that I think st- stuck with me right through probably 20s where I just became cardio bunny yeah. and thought the only way to shift body fat, which was always at the forefront of my mind, how do I shift body fat? It was you sweat to death. Um, and people who've known me recently know that I would run everywhere, I'd go to every spin class there was, I would do back-to-back Les Mills classes, you know, all of this stuff. So that mindset stuck with me for quite a long time. Um, And then it was probably only the introduction to lift-off and looking around and seeing other women lifting heavy weights that I suddenly went, actually, it's okay that we do have a place. So that mindset probably lasted, what, 20 years? Probably more, yeah. It's probably something I've only really shifted on in the last maybe five years. So yeah, it's quite deep rooted. Um, and again, just stem from looking around and not having maybe other role models there, yeah. or just whether it was, you know, what, again, what we were told socially that 
that's not that's not what women do. Yeah. To lose weight, you sweat. Yeah. And yeah, it's taken a long time to move away from that. Interesting. But the intimidation around walking into a gym, that's that's been with me, that's still with me sometimes. I mean, I have trained in the most random gyms, whether it's been on holiday, whether it's been locally, wherever, and still have that fear of that first time you walk through the door. What kit is there? What am I actually gonna do when I get there? How many people are gonna be looking at me? What are they gonna think of my body composition or my ability to lift or what I'm actually doing? And yeah, still, that that's part of the fear every time. Isn't it interesting though, like even though the fear stays with you, so you still remember those emotions that you felt on that first moment that mm. you went into that gym. Even though you have that fear, I think what you've gained over the years and what we hope to empower other women with is the confidence Absolutely. that yes, even though those are all the variables and those are all the unknowns, that's not going to stop you because yep. this is something that is a important to you and b that you value so highly and it's yeah something you want to do mm. so what about you beck what about the first time can you remember the first time you ever stepped foot in a gym how old were you so i don't remember the exact first time because i was really lucky the school i went to um was in the same complex as a leisure centre. Okay. So we used the leisure centre for our PE lessons. Mm. So we were in and out of the gym quite a lot. Um, but I remember that the weight area wasn't even an option for us girls. Mm. Um, that's what stands out to me. It was cardio and that was it. And how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? How old am I now? Yes. Uh, 27. 27. So this would have been... 15 years ago? Probably... When I was 15, 16. Okay, so, so we're like 12 years ago. Yeah. So we're still talking like 2000, year yes, 2000. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Um, and we, we had full room with the gym. We were allowed to use whatever we wanted between a certain time. But it wasn't, it didn't even cross our minds to go in, to even use resistance machines. Mm. Um, it was... Oh no, men do that. Mm. That yeah. you know, mm. that's for guys. So isn't that interesting though that when you started exercising, that was your perception of strength training and resistance training? Yeah, like guys lift weights. Mm. Like women don't do that. Yeah, it wouldn't. Guys lift weights. It didn't even cross my mind. I didn't yeah. think about it though. I never even thought at that age. Oh, I want to do that. I wonder what that's like. It was. I think it was so ingrained in us to burn calories. I remember yeah. we would just focus on the calories we burnt on that machine. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, this is one thing I love about mainly social media at the moment and mainly how we have evolved over the last few years um, as a gender that we generally do speak up a lot more now than we ever mm -hmm. used to and we actually make things more accessible to ourselves and I do think women themselves have a lot to thank for for that. You know, there's mm -hmm. a reason we threw ourselves in front of horses, you know, but I think um, it's mad that the whole throughout definitely the 90s like myself growing up in the 90s and the early noughties it was just like that's something that women don't do and Nikki like you said whether it is that lack of female role model that did that or I think diet culture has a lot to answer for in the whole portrayal of an ideal woman image um, that you need to look a certain way to be valued to be beautiful to be successful um, I think it's so bizarre that even though Becky, you're in your 20s, I'm in my 30s, Nikki, you're in your 40s. Growing up through that period, we all had that perception that, no, women don't do that. Like, that's not something women do. So I remember when I first started training, um, I think I was going... I think I went to, like, a... Do you remember Challenge Gym when it was near where Aldi is now, Nick? Do you oh, remember, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. on the side? And I went with my friend... 
and also uh, like very similar to you Beck there was a um, gym attached to my school but it was very 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 small and it was first thing you'd do you'd always jump on a, a treadmill and you'd run for a bit or you'd cross train for a bit which is fine like you know in your PT qualification they teach you the importance of a warm up um, which is the first thing you probably leave behind when you become a PT <laughs> um, and then um and then it was just machines. It was like, we'll just stick to some machines because they're safe. Yeah. And because mainly it was a lack of knowledge as well, didn't know what to do with the other stuff. And I think the one thing I remember from growing up about the gym is my mindset, is that it was never something I realized was important or, I don't like using the word necessary, but it was necessary to do for my health. It was mainly something I thought I needed or should do. Mm. because oh I should do this because I think it's good for me and it's going to mean that I don't become fat quote unquote yeah. it was always linked with my body image it was always linked with um, obsession about weight very limited knowledge on calories at that point um, my mum I grew up in I was born in 87 so I grew up in what I call the Rosemary Connolly generation so I <laughs> Nikki's laughing so I remember like Mr Motivator on the telly I remember Rosemary Connolly Delia Smith I think um, sorry Jane Ramshead I'm throwing shade on you right now I think we did Carol Vorderman's Juice Detox at one point I remember watching that so again this isn't about nutrition but again it was exercise was very 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 synonymous with weight and with fat loss and with being a certain size so lifting weights was never ever ever something that was promoted to me because I think in the word itself like weight you're like well I don't want that you know absolutely and it's and associated with being bulky yes and this whole thing about a minute I pick up a dumbbell oh I'm suddenly I'm gonna look like she-hulk yeah, yeah. We, oh, yeah. we wonder why we always we always thought about losing weight with exercise but you guys ever do spin classes and the instructor would say oh let's burn off last night's dinner or yeah let's earn your easter egg yeah. and we wonder why we have that attachment and you know yeah. well that's we go I, to classes and i just had that, that at christmas so yeah i just had that at christmas so i went for a run on christmas day morning and someone i spent christmas with said to me oh you've earned yourself that piece of cake yeah, haven't you yeah, because yeah. you've just no, I, I i lit you could imagine me with my, my fists in my mouth yeah. like oh so of course we grew up thinking that way <laughs> yeah yeah, the, the language about food and exercise still to this day in some forums is so damaging. I do think we're getting better though. I do think we're getting better. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Nick? Yeah, no, I, I, think, I think a lot has been done. Like you said, it's certainly across social media and a lot of the messages that are now coming through, we are definitely bucking that trend. I still think there's a long way to go to help women understand the benefits from a longevity perspective because this is where... I was so fixated on the aesthetics for a long, long time. So that yeah. was through tw my 20s and my 30s. It was all about how I looked. Now it's about, am I going to have the ability to keep up with my kids, then grandkids, to be someone who can still carry her own shopping home? Sounds ridiculous, but you know, it's independence. It's not having to rely on other people. Yeah. And so that is the motivation I have as someone in my 40s. That's the motivation I have now. Yeah. Um, and that's a big mindset change. Like I say, because I've come from the background of cardio bunny. Yeah. Cardio is the only way to lose body fat. And yeah, it's, it, hadn't, it didn't serve me then. It's, it wouldn't serve me now. Yeah. And now it's looking at actually 
how do I stay in this game for the long term? Okay, so let's talk about when our mind... Well, so all three of us, I think we can say our mindset's definitely shifted at some point. And I think, I like, I look at you, Beck, and I think I my mindset probably shifted around about the same time as you. I wish it had shifted earlier. I think all three of us in conversations have said to each other, we wish we'd have started strength, strength training properly Absolutely. when we were about, like... 16, 14, yep. yeah? Which is not damaging for the female, by the way, listeners. It is not damaging whatsoever. It's not damaging for the male. It's not damaging for anybody as long as it's in a control setting. It's not going to stunt your growth. It's not going to stunt your growth. <laughs> it's not going to make you look like She-Hulk. Like, you, in fact, it might even give you the body that you may so desire, but it will certainly add years to your life. So can you remember in yourself the moment that your mindset shifted about the way that you train? Beck, do you want For to start? For me, I think, so I, I properly got into weight training about five years ago and it was, it became more of a distraction for me going through a breakup. Um, so I guess, I think my mind, um, my mindset shifted with knowledge, to be honest. So getting interested in it and that distraction obviously became so much more to me. I just started learning a lot more and following the right accounts on Instagram, unfollowing all the toxic mm. Instagram accounts. And I guess that's where my, mind sh my mindset shifted was learning, mm. educating myself mm. and seeing other women do it on social media. Yeah. Um, and it became more to me than aesthetics. So I then didn't really care about that. Yeah. Um, for me it was, yeah, it was, it was for mental mental health rather than, mm. you know, what I look like. And you still reap those benefits now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, obviously we all care what we look like. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think that's <laughs> really important does. to say. Yeah. That's yeah. really important yeah. to say. Like, we're females. We value our our bodies. We appreciate what they do. But we still care about what we look like. Of course yeah, we do. Course. That's really It's important to say. Yeah. But I think what gets you in the gym and what keeps you in the gym is going to be more than you're just going for what you look like. You're not going to keep that up, are you? If you're just going to look a certain way, you're going to get frustrated and mm. pack it in. If you're doing 100%. it for more than that, you're you're going to make it more of a lifestyle. That's gonna... such an important point, Beck, because like we talk about motivations to train, like all three of us. So Nikki is one of my clients, and Becky and I train together regularly because we work together. Like, all three of us, when we're in here together sometimes, we're like, oh, I can't be bothered today. Like, motivation to train is not there all the time. Mm -hmm. And if you attach... It's rarely there, is it? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially post-Christmas. Especially when yeah. we're all sat here with PMS as well. Yeah. We're like, no, no, no. So, like, the motivation other, is rarely there. Yeah, motivation is rarely there. So if you're attaching your motivation to actually looking in a certain body, bear in mind you might never get there. You'd never bloody train. No. You never would. Yeah. That, that intrinsic motivation to train because you know it's good for your mind mm. is so important. Like, so important. What about you, Nick? When did you realise that your motivations had shifted and your attitude wasn't necessarily the same anymore because you are a self-confessed cardio bunny like when I first met Nikki she would never have more than 25 kilos on the bar she would always <laughs> run to the gym for a start do the CrossFit session nowhere near I think she had 25 kilos on the bar for about three years oh, this is <laughs> sorry mate and then she would either run, you would either run home yeah, or you'd yeah. run around the river yeah. or you'd stay and do like a cardio mm. workout yeah, afterwards. Those assault bikes. Yeah. Those assault bikes. Honestly, I've got this vision of your head bobbing <laughs> up and down on this assault bike, like pounding yourself through. 
but yet you punish and it, it, yeah. it looked and I'm, I mean this with love and you know this we've yeah. spoke about this before you just looked like you were punishing yourself that's exactly so where it came from and that's where I said right the outset of this is the the mindset I was in was you earn your food you you punish yourself if you've overindulged um, and if I'm not happy in the body I'm in now if I do less I'm only going to look even worse. Yeah. And that, <laughs> yeah. that's just the loop I was in. I just couldn't get my head around. Sometimes more isn't always the best thing. And I can hear previous coaches that I've had screaming down the microphone, or screaming down their phones now, listening to this, going, oh my God, I told you that like 15 years ago. But, and that's the sad thing, is it's taken this long, and literally only in the last few years, that I have managed to get my head around the fact all of that really wasn't serving me so what was the point of keep beasting myself yeah um and yeah so really the turning point was probably discovering crossfit and therefore lifting weights yeah and actually there were downsides as much as i loved the crossfit journey there were downsides in that sometimes ego got in the way as well uh, in that here we go we're starting to compare to others people who were 20 years my junior why am I not lifting as much as them why am I not able to keep up so sometimes there were some you know there were damaging aspects to it and then I can't believe I'm saying this but lockdown actually did me a few favors in that I stepped away from that um started to really focus on what again what was important started to ed educate myself more and then we hooked up we did hook up ever since. don't tell everyone Nick. <laughs> sorry you've we, got a husband <laughs> We started working together, um, and yeah, and I've been resistance training ever since, and only resistance training, and I can't believe I'm saying it, but I no longer run, I no longer sit on the air bike for hours, there's still an element obviously, because I know it's still an important factor, but I purely resistance train, um, and it, I have never felt so motivated, and, and I hate this word, but empowered. Yeah. <laughs> Becky's like, I oh know, my god! But like physically and mentally. Yeah, 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 yeah completely. Yeah. Um, we just had a special guest, another special guest. Um, so we have Fiona Fuller, who is one of the sports injury therapists here at Injury Active. Um, she's come and join us as well. Welcome, Fee. Hello, hello. Um, just tell us a little bit about yourself um, and we'll get you in on the conversation. Wonderful. So I am a physiotherapist. Uh, my background is predominantly like strength and conditioning. I am a big gym junkie I absolutely love it started with CrossFit history in netball um, so I always played netball as a kid I played to a reasonably high level I had lots of knee issues I had like two operations um, ACLs torn meniscus torn all of those um, and then I found CrossFit as almost like a rehab so yeah. it was linear I didn't have to be multi-directional work it was a lot of strength based stuff I joined liftoff which was again it wasn't quite CrossFit CrossFit it was more like strength for life so it wasn't absolutely beasting yourself it was with some control some like foundation strength basically yeah which i got hooked on um and kind of from there got really into strength and conditioning i still do it now predominantly resistance training i absolutely love it yeah. <laughs> so if you tell the listeners how old you are I am 22. She's 22. I'm a baby. And we will all <laughs> contest that Fee is one of the most mature young women we've ever met. Definitely. Um, how has your experience of the gym, like I know you missed the beginning part of the conversation, like could you tell the listeners a little bit about your experience of the gym? So have you experienced any 
kind of how how was your perception of strength training as you grown up so you say you started in netball mm-hmm. was that always something that ran alongside it was it very accessible to you was it mainly because of like the uni degree that you were doing like tell everyone your experience yeah so even pre-uni a lot of netball we had snc sessions so we were always taken in the gym with an snc coach um, we had a structured plan that we followed. We'd had sort of two in-person sessions a week minimum, and then the rest you'd be expected to go do yourself. Yeah. And um, how did they feel like heading into the gym to do those on your own? You feel like confident? Yeah, in a in a way that I just tended to just go in. Um, probably at the start when I was quite young, probably about sixteen, I would have been not so keen. There was a few like I left a few gyms because you had some groovy men. Um, and that was just like I'd almost forgotten about it until you sort of asked the other day and I was like actually there's two gyms that I've left because men are weird and they're creepy Um, (laughs) not all men not all men not Not all men men are weird (laughs) and creepy but when you're in a poor gym in Harlow and you've got some odd people like yeah so I I moved about yeah and yeah there was one bloke that followed no yeah and my mum had to be like you're not going to that gym anymore Um, we're going to find a new one. I love that, though, about... I hate using the word generation, but you are, like, 13 years younger than me. Like, you know, that your generation almost coming through, that, like, that won't stop you. That will not stop you. You will... You'll be like, actually, no, I need to exercise. But it seems like you're going into a gym already being armed with the knowledge because of your netball background and because of what you were taught. Would you agree? Yeah, well, I always had... A target and a goal yeah um, which for me is massive like if you tell me I need to hit something yeah. I will do everything I can to hit that so if yeah. they're saying you need a sprint test with you know this was your previous time you yeah. need to shave this much off or you lifted this as a back squat you need to yeah. be here um, yeah. you know and we always had the targets which would have motivated me to go yeah and be like I don't really care what anyone else is yeah. doing I need to get this done I need to get it done now and some people need that, and that's so cool. Like, I'm not one of those people at all. I just, I, I really envy people that, like, need those goals and need those targets. Like, and we know from working with clients, don't we, that sometimes you have a client that's be like, how much is that? And they need to know. And then you've got other clients that are like, oh, is that good? Like, they just literally yeah, don't, don't care. care. It's so interesting. <laughs> Becky was talking earlier about how actually arming herself with the knowledge about what to do in the gym and how to strength train gave her more confidence Mm. I think it's so lovely to hear that from a young age you were armed with that and that's given you the confidence moving forward and as you've grown up because I think Nikki and I will contest her as well we never had that and we wouldn't have even known where to go to find that information and I think now the problem is almost the reverse in that there's too much information (laughs) like you can go on YouTube and get a workout but and some of them are great some of them are really good some of them are absolutely atrocious like come on Mm. we've all seen gym fail videos of people doing squats with barbells on their backs on swiss balls with one leg in the air (laughs) trying to do a turkish get-up at the same time (laughs) like you know what i mean like it's just there's almost too much information now so it's really 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 difficult um for me i was always very lucky to have supervision yeah and, and i was taught to move very well yeah so when i came out of my operations and things I was very lucky to have almost one-to-one PT basically yeah. so if I was doing a movement I was taught how to do it correctly and the same thing applies when I was at liftoff they're yeah. very on it with how you move is your technique right don't lift heavy until you've got good technique 100% and I, something we'll go on to at the end is we're all gonna like we share some tips that we're gonna we hope will help women if they want to actually go and join a gym and learn what to do all of us at some point in our lives have had individual PT or coaching because that safety element, I think women, for women, one of our basic needs is to feel safe. 
you know, like there's that line that says, oh, um, it's something about men and women, I can't remember what it is now, but it's like, um, if you've got a man and woman, like, and a man, if a woman hits a man, it might hurt them, but if a man hits a woman, like, the woman is generally fearful of her life, like, it's, it's that whole fear factor, isn't it, really? Like, we, one of our main basic needs is just feel safety, and I think we need to know when we're in an environment with things that could hurt us, that we know what we're doing. So I think all of us have invested in PT, invested in coaching, liftoff was good. Do you know, I think there's something a bit beyond that as well. It's that whole thing about women being very self-critical yeah. and the fear of getting something wrong or being seen 100%. to do something wrong. And I think, again, that's another barrier that yeah. stops women walking into the weight section at a gym. It's I don't want to be seen to do something wrong or hurt myself. Definitely. So let's talk about those barriers, okay? So definitely, like Nikki said, one is 100%, I don't want to do something wrong. I don't want to hurt myself, okay? I think another one is I don't want to look stupid. Definitely. Yeah, I don't want to look stupid. Um, who's ever fallen off the back of a treadmill or tripped on a treadmill? I have. Like, well, I can go one better. I uh, fell off a reverse hyper machine at Koru. Oh, no! That was fell my off, fault! Fell off backwards and smashed my head so heavily oh into the God. ground that I shattered the hair clip I was wearing. Oh, Nick. I still oh, have nightmares oh, about yeah. that. That was horrendous. But, you know, to, to the credit of the people around who saw it happen, I had one very young chap, weightlifting chap, come over and say, because I, I mean, we just carried on, didn't yeah, we? I mean, it took amazing. a little while, but yeah. carried on, did the rest of the session. Wasn't going to go home crying like I really wanted to. <laughs> but this chap <laughs> come, came over at the end and said, if that were me, I'd have run out of there yeah. and wouldn't show my face again. I was like, oh, stop for that. So, yes. so there's definitely those elements of like not knowing what you're doing, not knowing how to use machinery. I think free weights, particularly for women, if they've never been taught or shown by a PT or instructor, they can be really scary. Yeah. Beck? I think as well, um, women thinking that they're weak. Mm. So I get a lot of clients... So self-perception. Yeah, yeah. coming in think, thinking, oh, well, I can't lift that, I'm weak. Mm. And I think that's society just labelling women as weak, men as strong. So yeah. I think that is a massive thing that holds women back as well, just thinking they can't, simply they can't lift weight. I think the messaging as well in the media is a big one, particularly for the older generation. Yeah. I don't know when, I don't know at what age this happens, and maybe we could discuss this. At what age suddenly is strength training not like pushed or en encouraged as an option for women? Like, what would you say? Because like social media, and again, if you've got another opinion, please just like share it. For me, I just think about people in Gymshark twin sets mm. with tripods all over social media. You've got your, and some of these are amazing, some of these people are amazing. You've got your like Courtney Blacks, you've got your Kayla It Signs, like it was when I was younger. Like you've got all these like fit young Australians all over um, Instagram. The only person that springs to mind is Train with Joan. Have you seen Train with Joan, who's like the 70 year old woman who is in the most brilliant. incredible shape brilliant. ever? Absolutely brilliant. But she is an absolute anomaly, isn't yeah, she? So, like, yeah. what is the age where suddenly strength training isn't enforced or isn't encouraged for women? Like, is it around that menopausal like, uh, age? I think it before that. I think it's, you know, as, long, as soon as it's you're no longer aesthetically pleasing, as in you're not supporting, you know, little crop tops and, you know, mm -hmm. legged 
you, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be lifting weights anyway. You're beyond that. You Interesting. Know. You're, you're past it. <laughs> <laughs> because there's a lot of there's a lot of education. There's a lot of content out there about. Um, postpartum so like mm. after having kids mm. you know it's an important process of re- recovery you know preparing your body for having a baby because obviously as a woman that's our only function in life don't forget <laughs> is to actually reproduce um, so but there's a lot of information around that like when does the messaging stop like what do you notice i would say does it ever i've start? done postpartum physio <laughs> yeah, and it's all very a, much yeah. about like core Really? And then you've got the tiny bit, you know, you should do resistance training. It's pushed far more now than it ever used to be. Yeah. Um, you know, there's still people that I would go around and be like, when you had your first child, like, what was your postnatal physio like? What postnatal physio? Yeah. Um, whereas now, even that is bigger now. Yeah. Uh, I did placements, so I'd go around and you'd go through all your exercises, or you'd have outpatients that were women that had had sort of children. Yeah. And you'd go through stuff with them, and they'd be so, like, they'd have no core. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they'd be like, you know, I just want to go for a run, but I can't go for a run because I've got no pelvic floor either. And obviously it's so much interlinked. Yeah. There is no talk about them going into the gym and doing resistance training. Mm. Which is bizarre because yeah. all my postpartum ladies that I train, I think they sometimes do more with their bodies in more bizarre positions mm. than anybody, like, than me probably. Like, I work in very specific planes of movement. Like, they have one baby on an arm in a lunge position trying to get into yeah. the bath. Like, do you know what I mean? It's bizarre. Yeah. Um, Beck, did you have something you wanted to say? Oh. No. Um, I was just saying, does it ever start? Yeah, I was saying, does it ever stop? Does it ever start? Well, I don't know. I think, I think. Sorry, you said when does it stop? Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point to mention. Like, I think if you expose yourself, I think Fee, you, you're really interested in sport. So I think if you're interested in sport, I think yes, I think that world opens up to you. I think unless you actively go to pursue it, I mean, I can't comment on what the school system's like now. You have two young boys, mm. so I'm sure you know what it's like for the. For the boys, maybe a little bit more. I know one your eldest goes to a boys-only school, but it's I, I, it must start somewhere. But does it still come out of that place that we were talking about in terms of aesthetics look good? And we've t- uh, we talked about social media, but this has changed over time. Like you know, when I was younger, it was all about having that really slender midline, and like you know, the body shape was all like Kate Moss. You've got to be wafy. Thigh gap, 100%. Like, my, yeah. I need my thighs to touch so it catches my food. So, and then, <laughs> whereas now it's all like the Kim Kardashian ass, and like, so there are trends, and I think maybe it comes out of those trends, but. but so, that's, that's, where, that's where I struggle with it is it why does it just have to piggyback a, an image you see on social media? So, yeah. just because some celeb out there is saying, oh, now you need a big butt, that's when people jump on the van like it rather yeah. than why is it not yet instinctive right from a young age yeah. Yeah. that weight training has so many benefits yeah. why has it got to be linked to a look yeah. that a celeb has put out there it's so bizarre isn't yeah. it from a physio perspective your glutes one of the strongest muscles in your body yeah, yeah. why is it not that rather, yeah. than, you, rather than no you need a big bum to look good yeah. rather why than is the it purpose not? that Absolutely. it serves why is it not strengthening your glutes is actually going to mean that you're less a chance of back problems in your older age it actually means when you're in a healthy weight range it can take pressure off your knees it's going to mean that you're actually a faster runner a quicker sprinter like you can jump higher like why isn't it all this stuff why is this not the messaging i'm getting really irate now (laughs) um okay so let's take it back to like reasons people don't go in the gym so who mentioned wetting themselves like you mentioned Don't point it. at me. I mean, yeah. I mean. Okay, there, there may have been a lot of Show of hands who's met, who's wet themselves in the gym because of moving on time. Yeah. Let's just say I recall many a session at liftoff where we had single unders or double unders on yeah. the on the workout, and there'd be a trail of ladies having to head to the loo before the session yeah. started. 
and all the men standing in the gym going, where have all the women gone and why can't we start the session? Because yeah. that's what we were dealing with. You yeah. have to make sure you were nice and empty before you even yeah. got going. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I think three out of four of us there had oh. our hands up. So it's a fear. That isn't a massive fear, especially like you said, talking with like postpartum with any of those ladies. Yeah, Yeah. like pissing yourself is not a good look. (laughs) It's not a good look. I'm all right with having sweat around my crutch if it's because I've worked out, but because I've actually pissed myself, yeah, it's happened a couple of times. And like, if you've never trained before, and you're going into some kind of class that's going to have explosive movements. First of all, should you be doing that anyway? Like based on your, what your exercise needs are, um, is that the best thing for you? And would uh, some kind of slower resistance training work be better? But like Fee said, like you have to have a good core to be able to engage those muscles. You know, you can piss yourself doing a deadlift just as easily as you can piss yourself doing. Um, single unders and double unders and any kind of explosive movement so that's definitely a fear who's or who's ever worn the wrong sports bra but not realized till they're halfway through a session that's a me yeah, yeah. that's fee right that's there yeah. and you realize your tits about to fall out like <laughs> who's worn the wrong pair of knickers yeah yeah or ill-fitting leggings yes. end up around your, you know, yeah. having a baggy crutch. Yes. I mean, all of that. Or they don't come up high enough, so you end up with that, like, spare tyre, which you already feel really self-conscious yeah. about. Yeah, or you're, su- or you're stood next to somebody who's, like, 20 years younger than you and got their abs out, and you're like, oh, I don't look as good as them. Like, oh, there's, like, a, a wall of mirrors in the gym, mm. but they're, like, not good mirrors. They're, like, oh, not, these mirrors. not, not these. these mirrors. We have an injury active, which are amazing, by the way. Yeah. If you want to feel good about yourself, come train here. Um, I'm about six foot tall. Um, but, yeah, there's a mirror, and it's like a hairdresser mirror where, you know, you sit down in the hairdressers and you're like, oh, my God, do I actually look like that? Is my face that, that round? Yeah. It's so bad. But Imagine that in the gym. Already you're in a situation where you don't feel confident. You're in a, you know, you maybe have worn the wrong sports bra. You maybe have got odd socks on. The person next to you is 20 years younger and looks like they know what they're doing. And there's a spotty group of teenage boys over there. I remember when I was training when I was in my 20s and like, there was always like a guy in there that I really found fit or really fancied and it would just make my anxiety go through the roof and then I'd be like, oh my God, is he looking at me? Like, I don't want to do anything stupid. And these are all like really valid fears, really, really valid fears. So, yeah, I well, think... those those barriers were, you know, comparison, I think, being a big one and the old quote about comparison being the thief of joy. You can walk in feeling, okay, not too bad. And then you'll compare yourself to someone else wearing something better, looking slightly you know fitter bulkier whatever and suddenly you're right back there feeling like that insecure yeah. little person who doesn't want to be there yeah um and your session goes out the window no. um and that's the sad thing and you know what the even sadder realization is no one in that gym is actually looking at you they are all no. so focused on their own i can't believe that just came out of your mouth no, nikki no. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is that no one is actually looking at you no. and until you can get that in your head yeah I think it's forever going to be a barrier but so that's the reality it's so true and it's such a let's like end that segment about like bashing things on, on the head there because no one is looking at you and if all. someone is looking at you it's probably that they're admiring you 100% why do we always assume yeah. it's a negative yeah. thing yeah. So yeah. one of my clients um, was telling me this morning that she used to the gym she used to go to, um, a guy was watching her squat the whole time and she was thinking, oh, what's he looking at? Is he being a creep? Mm. And he came over and said, I just want to say how great your form is and 
how awesome it is that you're lifting yeah, that weight. Awesome. So yeah. most of the time, if someone is looking at you, it's probably just that they're admiring you. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And that's really, that's an important thing to mention, an important thing to try and keep in mind. So let's flip the script now in terms of what should the messaging may be? What, how do we want to change the narrative? So, and what can we do to empower and encourage women to strength train from basically as early age as possible. Like, how would you want to change the messaging to, first of all, if I start with you, Fee, sorry to put you on the spot. So like for people in your demographic, so I'd say for like maybe 16 to like early 20s, um, would you think the messaging is good at the moment? How would you like to change it? Obviously working in the sports physio and rehab and injury, injury world, and I know you work a lot with rugby teams as well. How would you like to see the messaging maybe change to get women more confident about resistance training? I would say it's very much as you said earlier, which mm. is it's aesthetic at the moment. Yeah. It's very much, you know, this is what you need to look like. This is on trend. You know, at the moment, resistance training is on trend. Yeah. Not because of the research that's behind it, mm. saying it is the best form of training alongside other stuff. Obviously, cardio is good for your heart, everything like that. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's about looking strong because that's the current look. It's not, you know, resourceful. It's not useful in day-to-day life as much as it is on the eye, I suppose. Yeah. But I think it is, and I would say looking forward in the future as well, people now go and they have desk jobs. Yeah. And the number of people that I see that are my age coming in with back pain because they're sat at their desk yeah. and they're rounding their shoulders and they've got upper back problems or they're not strong enough to support their body in whatever work they're doing if it's manual. You know, people, you know, builders or anything like that, they've not done any kind of resistance training. They're essentially doing a workout all day, male or female, and it's hard work and it's taxing. And Mm. I think the earlier you start, the more chance you've got of building that foundation strength and not picking up injuries, not picking up, you know, things that can become chronic later in life. you know, you look at people that are a lot older and like, oh, I've had a bad back since I was really, really young and whatever. You didn't need to have that. You could have, obviously, I'm not saying everybody, you know, you've got an injury at your own fall. I'm not saying that at all, but yeah. I'm saying if you've got a foundation strength, it puts you in so much of a better position and you recover a lot quicker. Yeah. So if you do pick up an injury, you can then fall back on the strength that you have got and build back up. Yeah. Um, whereas you're starting from zero, you've got a long way to go. 100%. 100%. Um, before I move on to Becky and Nikki, how hard is it to make that message sexy? To sell that mm. message in a way that people are going to sell want to Sell the listen. message. Think about if you've hurt your back, how sexy are you going to look when you're walking all hunched over? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you She's go. She's just done it. <laughs> She's just done it. Nice. Got nice. Bad have you got a sexy limp? Probably not. <laughs> this is the thing though, isn't it? I think we all wish we'd have started younger. I think when you're trying to tell a 16-year-old that they would, it would be beneficial for them to strength train so that they, uh, they are at less risk of health-related and lifestyle-related disease and they're able to pick their grandkids up when they're 70, they're like, I don't need to worry about that right now because I'm 16 years old. It's a lot easier to sell it to a 16-year-old male or female and say, this is going to make your body look great so you can have more sex. Like, it, it's literally what it comes down to. So I think that's really, really hard. I think it relies on a lot of people and professionals like us to just keep singing the praises of the little things about, look how much stronger you are, look how much fitter you are, look how much more you can lift, look how much more capable you are, look how much easier it is for you to get up and down off the floor. Like, it's so much. It's a hard message to sell, but it's, it's that. I would also say these days women do like to be independent 
100%. And for me personally, if I can do something because I've got the strength to do it, I will do it. Yes. And if I haven't got the strength to do it, that will annoy me. Yeah. Because I don't want a guy to have to come and help me to do it. And I would say that in itself is empowering, as you mm. would say, Nikki, because mm. you can do stuff by yourself because you're strong enough to do it. You don't need to be like, oh, I need to come get my man to come and do this for me because oh, yeah. it's too heavy. It's, it's a running joke in my family that if there's yeah. any heavy lifting to be done, whatever yeah. it is around the house, I'm the one that gets called yeah. to do it. You know? Absolutely, yeah. Running yeah. joke, but yeah. it's not a bloody I, joke. I don't mind that. I like it. Yeah, actually. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, what about you, Beck? So, how would you change the narrative and change the messaging, and how would you look to um, inspire and get people, get females into gym training? Me personally or in general? Because I was going to say, I think it needs to start with education in schools. Yeah. It needs to be taught a lot younger um, before it even goes to PTs. Mm. Um, obviously, our job as PTs is to educate and inform and empower. Mm. That word's getting thrown away, uh, <laughs> thrown around today. Vicky's got a twitch but every time. <laughs> <laughs> I think you said it first, actually. Yes, you did. Um, but I think it needs to start in schools. Yeah. It has to start with education. Mm. I think it should be linked into biology. Yeah. Into like yeah. The, I think there should be almost like a physiology topic. So maybe it is in PE. Mm. Like, I mean, mm. PE for me was always just practical. It mm. wasn't really yeah. a lot of theory. Not until GCSE, but still yeah. again. And even then that was an elective though, wasn't it? Yeah. You had to choose to do it. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think it needs to start in schools. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. Interesting. Nick? Well then I think you come full circle to where, okay, the message has been missed. Maybe then start re reiterating where you've got women who are coming up to childbirth um, and facing menopause, it is that whole message that it is never too late to start. Yeah. So, okay, so if it's bypassed you before, that doesn't mean to say you just never do it, it's yeah. never too late to start. And it doesn't have to be really complex, really scary, it can be very simple, and you can build on it and build on it until you've got a solid routine in place. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, I think there's a large demographic of women that are scared scared that that actually is going to make them feel less capable but then i think that it relies on good messaging from good quality professionals out there mm -hmm. and there is a point like anything like when you start doing anything it is a skill so when you start doing anything it is hard and i think because strength training comes with a level of physical discomfort i think a lot of women fear that mm -hmm. as well i mean you remember the first time you lifted weights like Doms is real, like, oh, yeah. you know, it hurts. You're in physical discomfort. Mm. And I think some women fear that. Um, they fear pain. Um, but I think there's a power element, an internal power and strength element that comes with that, like Fee says, like being capable. So I think it's selling the message of a little bit of discomfort now in the long run is gonna actually mitigate a lot of pain and a lot of long-term health problems. And I think when you see, it, it's that whole, I will really want to encourage women to be proactive rather than reactive. You'll find a lot of women are more reactive in when they maybe see their mum's decline or their grandmother's decline, or they see um, a family member maybe have an injury and not be able to do X, Y, Z, and that will be their motivation. Which, I mean, I always say I don't care what anyone's motivation is as long as they start, but I think if we jump on that proactive bandwagon a bit more, um, and the other thing that really I would love to see just to get more women 
from an empowering element is just change the way we talk about other women and change the way we talk about bodies and change the way... In fact, I'd just like to remove the way we talk about the body and the female form altogether. Like, I'm not saying it can't be beautiful and it can't be admired. I just think no one's body is there to be commented on. Stop. Co- I was going to say, stop commenting on people's bodies. Yeah, just stop <laughs> it. Just stop it. Like, I, you know, I think we all would rather be... Like, we love... It's lovely to be called beautiful. It's lovely to be told we look pretty. I don't necessarily want to be told that... Um, I look skinny or big or jacked. I love to be told I look strong. I love to be told I look healthy. I love to be told I look capable, you know? I love to be told that, like, like you know, oh, you're, you fit your clothes really well. Okay, well, that's nice. Thank you very much. That's better than, like, you look really lean or you look really jacked. That, like, you might think you're giving someone a compliment by saying that, but that might be really triggering to them. Yeah, 100%. 100% really triggering and everyone has different triggers so mm. and why are we, do we I think the narrative that we have to define women by what they look like as well I'd much rather be I'd much rather someone described me to somebody else as kind funny um, you know good for a laugh um, I don't know how else would you describe me girls but you know what I mean like actually like characteristic traits rather than like physical traits mm-hmm. but we need to make strength training and resistance training just a normal part of people's lives. So if you do know any women that are, or if you can think of any women that spring to mind that are experiencing quite a few barriers to like resistance training or stepping into the gym, what is one key thing that you would maybe suggest, or a couple, one or two key things that you would maybe suggest to make it a little bit easier for them? Nice, tumbleweed. <laughs> Shall I start? Well, Great girls. All I was going to say, I've done. I've already made the point, but just keep it simple. Don't yeah. overthink. Don't overcomplicate. Don't overanalyze. Keep it simple. Pick a couple of movements that you feel comfortable with, confident with, and that you actually enjoy. Because if you don't enjoy what you're doing, you ain't going to stick to it. Yeah, 100%. So find just a couple of things that you're, you feel generally at ease doing. Do them well. Yeah. Do them for a, 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 a wee while consistently and then you'll start to see the difference. And then build on that. Yeah. Maybe start at home. Start yeah. doing a few start things at home. Start where yeah. you feel comfortable, in, in an environment you feel comfortable in. And if that is at home, where no one else is looking, then great. And mm-hmm. then build up the confidence to walk into a gym. I would say, I would agree with all that. I would say make a small amount of investment for what you can afford Mm. to get some proper training. If that is just one session with a PT, um, sometimes when you join a gym anyway, you Mm. get an induction. Go in with a plan, very much along your guidelines. Go in with a plan of, I want to learn to do this, can you teach me? Don't just be that person's like muse for them to you know go through the motions of all those machines be like i want to learn how to shoulder press with dumbbells i want to learn how to do a press up what exercises can get me doing a pull up what exercises um uh, how do i do a deadlift properly okay or how do i do a squat properly i get actually go in with questions don't be scared to ask that person get them to show you around invest what you can to start with and then you can build on that um fee any advice i would say, yeah so with that and when you're saying invest it's not you're not just investing for that hour that's no. an investment of a lifetime what 100%. better way of spending your money than spending it on your health 100 percent. um yeah because and we obviously as pts all sitting here you know we would say this but 
the value in having a PT, there's accountability there for yeah. one. There is it takes out decision fatigue for two. Yeah. There is constant coaching, advice, help along the way. It, that's the stuff that yeah. really, yeah, that's where 100%. the investment comes in. Yeah. And I think we would all agree that the thing that we we know is so important with resistance training is just your consistency. Yeah. It's not something that you just pick up and put down. This is something you have to make consistent for the rest of your life. And like we said at the start, you're not always going to want to do it. Mm-hmm. So how do you make it more appealing to yourselves? I know Beck and I sometimes when we do these sessions in the gym, we start and we're like, I don't want to do this. Put on a banging playlist and we're suddenly have having a dance, dance party. Absolutely. And all of a sudden we're up for it. So have a good playlist that you yeah. know is going to psych you up. Find a time of day that you enjoy training. Get your favorite outfit on that you look comfortable in. I've got sports bras I will never do burpees in, but I've got sports bras that I know will hold me through avalanches. Like, do you know what I mean? So like find something that you know makes you look comfortable. If you're coming on your period and you feel really bloated, just wear an oversized t-shirt. Like don't feel like you need to go in in a crop top. Um, Maybe grab a buddy. 100%, grab a buddy. And like if, it, if you don't feel confident going into the gym yet, find a a class maybe find a class or a group training session there are courses that people run join a workshop like we're hosting on the 21st of january (laughs) to learn about how to lift and how to do things properly and when we say resistance and strength training it doesn't necessarily just have to be weights like beck said it can start at home it can start with resistance bands if anything is generating a force through your muscles it counts as resistance so you can use anything body weight body weight yeah I, I feel anything hydrated. more than all those calisthenics people i was gonna say if yeah. you ever see watch videos Come of calisthenics yeah. people and like gymnasts if you think of gymnasts yeah. at yeah. the olympics um look how strong they are that's absolutely insane so yeah um and also i would say if you are going into a gym just don't be afraid to ask for help and smile. Generally, take most... up space. Yes, take <laughs> up as much yeah. space as you can. Yeah, and own that, and know yeah. that you, you have earned the right to be there as much as anyone Absolutely. else. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And most people are there for exactly the same reasons. Yeah. So don't be afraid to smile. Yeah. Don't be afraid to strike up conversation. And like Nikki said, you're never too late to start. No. I, I started training my mum a year ago. Yeah. She's 59. And she loves it now. She wouldn't even look at a dumbbell without having a panic attack. Yeah. And now she loves it. One of my most successful clients is in her 60s and she comes twice a week. She's incredible. She lifts five kilos above her head. I've just got her with 20 kilo RDLs, you know, and she's got severe health problems as well and like things that that like stop her mobility. But she comes here feeling incredible and leaves feeling even better because she knows that she's literally adding years to her life. And Years I think and with, with clients like that, in my experience, it's just all they lacked was confidence in their own ability. Yeah. And as soon as you've given them that, the, the time and the, you know, the, the education behind how to do it, and they do it, they realise, oh my God, I am actually capable of this, and they absolutely fly. Yeah. yeah. And it, you never know what doors it opens as yeah. well from just believing, being able to have that hour, 45 minutes where you feel capable and believe in yourself. Like, imagine if you challenge that into other areas of your life. And I think we all attest to that, no matter what phase of where life we've been in, we all at quite different phases of our lives, like strength training and having that resistance training that we can come back to and you learn about yourselves and your motivation, which enabled us to achieve in all different parts of our life, yeah? I think that's very true. I'm not, I could be making it up. There might be research behind those who 
resistance train have more resilience in day-to-day life. Yes. I could be talking about my bum there, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> we like it. I'm sure. There was definitely studies on it. Whether they were actually um, good studies or not in terms of analysing the data, I don't know. I'll tell you what there is a lot of studies on. There is a lot of studies on the benefits of resistance training in females yeah. particularly, yeah. adolescents particularly, uh, before pregnancy, during pregnancy, after pregnancy, and particularly peri and menopause yeah. and postmenopause. And let's face it, women, we go through a lot, a lot of traumas physically oh. with all of those processes. If we can make life just a little bit easier for ourselves, and resistance training does that, doesn't it make sense that that's the way to go? Yeah. If we can alleviate some of the symptoms that we're inevitably going to face, it makes sense. Yeah. Don't you find it bizarre that we work all our lives to retire, but when we retire, most people aren't even a fit state to do anything. Mm. So yeah. you're basically training for your retirement, ladies, so you can climb mountains, mm. go on cruises, dance around ballrooms with sexy Italian men, you know? <laughs> like, train for your retirement, train so you can do stuff. Like, I don't want to retire and be sat in a chair having to watch the same episodes of, I don't know, Gossip Girl. That was the first thing that came to mind. I didn't even <laughs> finish Gossip Girl. Uh, it was. But, like, you know, like, train so you do, you can live and get off the sofa. Yes, yeah, so you can get off the sofa. And, you know, like Nikki says, we go through a lot. We go through a lot in a four-week cycle, never mind mm. in our lifetimes, mm. you know. We talk about this a lot, don't we, about we periods and yeah. about how, like, every so month... we talk about it. All we basically <laughs> talk about sports bras. Sports bras, periods of wetting ourselves. So, like, um, yeah, we basically... But also, like, shout out to all the men out there, um, you know, learn about what your wife or what your partner mm. is going through. Yeah, and, like... And male PTs, learn. Yeah, yeah, and don't just learn so you can talk about it. Actually listen um, and don't assume, because even with my female clients, like and even with myself every single month is completely different Mm. every single month is completely different and don't think that just because they feel tired because they're coming on their period that they should just suck it up and get on with it because they could lift that weight last week it doesn't work like that it really doesn't work like that unfortunately um we wish it did it's just as frustrating for us but it doesn't you know and then as we decline and we start to lose as we old as we sorry age and we start to decline in our estrogen we do tend to feel more fragile we do tend to have more other debilitating signs and symptoms that will you know mean that we don't feel as capable so yeah it's never too late to start absolutely so um thank you ladies i think that's a good place to wrap it up um, really appreciate you joining the conversation today. Hope you got something out of it. Thank you Thanks for having us. Um, if anyone wants to contact any of the ladies, I'll pop all their information in the show notes. Um, obviously, you'll find all of us in the Bishop Stortford area if you're local. Um, just to plug the workshop again, we'll be hosting the workshop on the 21st of January, which is a Saturday from 9 a.m. till 1 p.m. You'll have Becky, Nikki, and myself take you through all um, fundamental resist, um, fundamental theories of resistance training so how to program for yourself why it's important we're going to talk a little bit about nutrition we're going to talk a little bit about periods and the menopause we're going to take you through a really fun workout there's going to be cake there's going to be coffee as always it's going to be really fun you're going to learn a lot and you're going to walk away feeling nikki's favorite word oh, and empowered. <laughs> i love that word oh. <laughs> um thank you again for joining me ladies thank you listeners and i will see you very soon Bye-bye.